It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and this episode is brought to you by bet online betonline.net has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts all right so the, today we have special guest ashley baker wizards reporter for 1340 am fox sports also the host of a and b sports podcast how you feeling today i am good how are you thanks for having me on <laughs> I'm good. I can't complain. Ashley, um, unfortunately, is a uh, NFL fan of the worst team in the NFL. But you know, she's coming on and talking. <laughs> and talking the shots, man. Basketball. The shots, man. I'm used to the shots, man. <laughs> right. All right. So um, I just want to get you started off with your thoughts on the Wizards 2022 season. This The way this season ended, did it meet your pre- season expectations like record wise or was this season a disappointment or did they finish out the way you thought they were going to finish out well they absolutely did not meet my uh expectations you know i may have been a little um caught up in the moment i guess with west becoming the new coach um folks coming back you know Rui, thomas bryant um, knowing that we was going to see some type of growth in Denny, um, Gaff, you know, being our guy in the center, of course, Brad being there, um, Spence and Trez and everybody that came at the beginning of the year. So I, I said we was going to get, I, I think I said like 50 wins. I know it was crazy. <laughs> it was definitely caught up in the moment. Um, and so definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, so yeah, that, that is that I was, uh, I was overexcited thinking, and especially, you know, 
moving moving from Scott Brooks and you know getting West in there and I see how he turned around the Nuggets franchise before he came to us so yeah I was a little over uh overzealous <laughs> yeah I you're not alone because I yeah. was screaming 50 wins too oh, especially that's cool. Yeah. Well, this was before the season started. I said, I want to say 41 and 41 or 43 okay. and 39. Then we went off to 10 and three. And I really, I, I just jumped on the ship. Same. I was like, I was like we already 50. at 10 wins. We only 13 games. In. Oh, we really going to hit 50. And then kind of knows that there. So, right. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I've never seen a Wizards team start off 10 and 3 in my lifetime. I don't yeah. think it happened since 1979. So it's yeah. just something that I've never seen. It's almost like we needed to hang up a banner for that 10 and 3 start. It was yeah, just, maybe we should. Maybe we can talk to them about it. That's right. probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you talked about what's Unsell Jr. What was your thoughts about his first year as head coach? If you had, if you had to give him a grade, uh, what was the grade you gave him? What did, what did you like and what didn't you like from what's Unsell Jr.? Um... I loved what I was seeing from coach earlier in the year, right? Um, and, and I know this this year was this year was kind of funky, kind of weird. If I had to grade coach, I'd give coach a C. I give coach a C. Um, I felt like by the middle of the year, I kind of started getting a little stagnant in rotations a bit. I didn't really like that too much, and I thought he was doing a really, really good job at the beginning of the season. Um, so I give Wes a C. I'll give a C. Thank God it's just his first year, right? Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just really disappointed at how this, how this whole thing turned out, man. But C, I'd, I'd give Coach a C. What about you? You giving? You didn't fail, yeah, him, and- did you? I gave him a C as well. What did okay. you yeah, what did you want to see him or where where do you think he, he needed to improve on? I really expected us to us, the wizards. <laughs> I really expected the wizards to I thought that this was gonna be the year that we really, really turned it around defensively. You know, I know that's something that he um on in the offseason. Um, that is something that even the players talked about him being having such a focal point on the defense. And uh, I mean, again, this is something I, I feel like even grading him is just super premature, you know, but again, um, you know, for the season, um, I feel like it will get better um, as he, you know, implements his priorities um, for the team. So, I, I defense, man. I was really looking for us being, you know, because the, you know the problem with with the Wizards has never been the offense. Like they can get buckets, they can score. You know what I'm saying? It's just stopping the other team. Like you got to put your foot down and stop the other team, right? So I don't feel like the, it was the way that I expected. It. I had just high expectations across the board. Okay, wins, defense, uh, somehow, some way, getting folks here to play. I don't know. I just was. It, I was out in space. I was out in space with the Wizards this season. And um, so defense, defense is something that I, I wish that um, I, I I could say, like, we was like a, like a top five defense or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that would have made like a, a hell of a difference with the season for us. So it just didn't. 
Right, yeah. I mean, with Scott Brooks, they actually ranked higher in defensive efficiency last year. With Scott Brooks, they were 21st, and the Wizards dropped to 25th in defensive efficiency. Um, yeah, Wes, he crazy, definitely disappointed. Right? Yeah, it really is. That's and, crazy. Yeah, it is because, you know, Scott Brooks got a lot of scrutiny about his defense. You know, you know we put up a lot of points. It was kind of like the first team to 120 points. That's the kind of ball that they played last year. Um, and then this year, you know, somehow, some way, they found a way to get worse. Uh, but for me, like the things that you could really point to for West was the Clippers loss where they were by 35. Um, yeah, that loss really stuck out to everybody's Wizards fan. I think that was like that was bad. I don't know point. if you're on Twitter, but it was a I Twitter am. space. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter spaces. And I've never seen a Twitter spaces with 2000 Wizards fans in it. Right. The Twitter space had over 2000 people that mm-hmm. night. Like the Internet was just shook. Like you lost. Mm-hmm. A thirty-five point lead, like it was, it was that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Just usually, I was, I remember, I remember there was an NBA player mm-hmm. on there that you know was vouching to get signed by the Wizards as well. It was. Are we mentioning crazy. that player? Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Um, uh, was it a uh, uh, dang? What's his name? Uh, Swag. Uh, dang, what is that man's name? Nick? Was it Nick Young? No, it wasn't Nick Young. It wasn't Nick. Uh, Who was it? Who was he it? He played for the Lakers as well. He did. I can't even remember who it was, but right. he was definitely. Oh, oh, you talking about? Uh... Ah! Yeah, it's ah! almost like we play the Jeopardy song right now. I know, I know. I'm so upset because I can't think of his name off my head. Um, oh, Quint, Quint. Yeah, it was Quint, Quint Cook. Right. Quint yeah. Cook. <laughs> I so want to say Quincy. <laughs> Right, yeah. So he got that bad. Um, and of course, you know, him, you know, Wes is still learning, you know, to be a leader of men. I think police in the yes. locker room, you know, there's rumors about, you know, of course, the Trez and Dinwiddie fight, Davies Bertans and Denny getting into an um, altercation or almost altercation. Yeah. Guys not getting along. And then the report yep. of people not liking Dinwiddie. His teammates don't like him. He's a shell of himself. So um, that's just something, you know, Wes connected with the players. Of course, the showcasing before the trade deadline. Is that on Tommy Shepard or is that on Wes? The disconnect there, not playing Dale Gafford, starting Hollow Neto for multiple games. Then he plays Sato and they start winning games. So it's kind of like a long laundry list that I did that I've write, written down <laughs> for <did>. us <laughs> to improve on. Um, yeah. And then you brought up the biggest point defense. Um, yeah. And then there was, you know, Trez had a press conference where he's complaining about, you know, can a squirrel get a, a nut, you know, get some more touches. Dinwiddie was talking about um his role and whatnot and then of course the indictment of players talking about the offense being too complicated so it's it's he's a rookie head coach yes you know they had the whole virus thing you know he was out for a couple of games um brad had the virus he in protocols kuzma was in protocols multiple guys in protocols then we need protocols at one point so yeah it's, it's his first year they do have to help him out with some more talent but um and they have to add some guys so next i do want to ask you about off-season needs, but before we do get to that, we have a quick word from Athletic Greens. So what is AG1? What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him only $100 a day. 
He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an op- optimal nutrition routine on your own. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right. So, other than point guard, because of course, the Wizards need a point guard. That's probably their biggest thing they're looking for. Tommy Shepard, is look, he said they're looking for a pass-first point guard. Wes has said the same thing as well. We're going to the, get to the point guard position, but other than point guard, uh, what would you say the Wizards' biggest needs are? And there's a lot of them. I know there are. I know. I'm trying to figure out which one is the biggest. <laughs> um. I know you said other than point guard, man. I mean, okay, so let me ask you this. Do we know who for sure is not coming back? That's a good question, too, because I did want to ask you later about some of the free agents. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how Neto is a free right, agent. Right, Neto is a free agent. Um, Thomas Bryant is a free agent. Um, Ish Smith has a team option, so they can pick up his option if not, then he'll be a free agent. Um, Anthony Gill has a team option as well. So okay. he's technically somewhat of a free agent or a restricted free agent. Um, and then everybody else is under contract. Like Denny, of course, Rui, they're still on their rookie deals. Corey Kispert, rookie deal. Bradley Bill is a technically a, going to be a free agent as well. Yeah. Um, Kuz has another year. KCP has one more year as well. Chris Stapps has another year. Those are the Big name guys, Sadoransky also is a uh, free agent as well. Oh, Sado's a free agent too. Sado's a free agent. Um, hmm. I know you said outside of point guard, man, but that point guard is just so glaring. It It is. It's just so glaring. It really like overshadows everything else. Obviously, if 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 Bryant goes, and that's a 
I mean, we still got Gafford. Yeah. Um. So I keep saying we. My bad. I can't help it. No, it's fine. <laughs> It's 100% fine. <laughs> um, still got Gav. Um, if Bryant walks, we need a second big. We need okay. another big. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That point guard position is so glad. I had to take up so much like thinking time. Sometimes I think and I talk it out as I'm thinking because yeah. <laughs> he sent me the rundown and I'm like, damn, I had it in my mind. But when I just sit and think about how glaring that that um, point guard position is, man, mm-hmm. like that's that's a that's a big thing. I feel like you 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 answer that and other pieces will fall into place. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I like I know a lot of people don't like um, not a lot of people, but I like. Um, um, I like Sato. I like I like guys that don't mind like sacrificing, like mm-hmm. like cleaning up plays, like you know being being dirty. Neto, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll get down, he'll scrap, he'll he'll fight for loose balls, he'll do that stuff. We've seen Neto do that kind of stuff, right? Um, so I don't I don't I don't think the fan base really cares for like Neto too much, but I just mm-hmm. like a guy that can be like scrappy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um. They don't have to come back though. Like if right. we can get some other folks in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not big on it. If we can get other, you know, viable players, you know, uh, folks off the bench, quality role players. I gotta see who's available. We also gotta see who's available this year, man. Like. Yeah. So for the point guard, but like, like what I would say, what they're looking for, Bradley Bill laid it out on the post game show when, you know, he had the interview, you know, when they asked him, you know, what he's looking for, he wants dogs, he wants taller guards. So that would scratch off Neto and Ish because they're both about six feet tall. Um, he wants dogs. So. When you say dogs, like, but, <laughs> I think I'm standing Neto a bit here. Like, what is he, like, scrappy? That's going to go, like, you can't be asking for that and then you don't do that. That's a that's a fair point as well. Yeah, be scrappy and be a dog too if you want. If that's what you want, ask for. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, but that's another that's another topic for. Another. Yeah, that's another topic for another day. So, but um, but yeah, okay. So he said, scrappy dogs. So who else? Who who's canceling out from dog standpoint? Yeah. So when I think about a dog, I guess I would think about a Patrick Beverly. Yes. You know, raw raw guy. Montrose Hero. You could call him a dog too. But, just you know, yeah. energy. Marcus Smart, somebody yeah. like that, Draymond Green, guys okay. like that. The question is, are they available? How are the Wizards going to acquire those guys? It's going yeah. to be during the draft, through the draft, through a trade, for agency. How are they going to get that? Um, some guys that could be available, like Gary Payton the second. You know, we had him on the roster a couple of years ago. He's on the Warriors right now. Um, Robert Covington, somewhat. He's a defensive minded guy. Malik Monk, but. Yeah, we need some defensive-minded guys in here. We need shooters. Corey Kisper is a good three-point shooter, but he's inconsistent. Bradley Bilden shoot the ball from the three well this year. He was 30% from the three. That's not great. We were dead last in three-pointers made this year. Um, So we need some guys that can space the floor and knock down some shots for sure. Neto, um, yeah, he's he's not a bad third-string guard or a guy off the bench, but he just kind of showed that he's just not a point guard. He's more of a combo scoring guard. Same thing with Dinwiddie. He's just not. He was I, not I a good agree. fit next to Brad. And then Dinwiddie goes to a different team. He plays better because he comes off the bench and he's more of a scorer. So we got to find a pass first guy that can fit with Brad. Um, but I do want to get your take on the point guard position because we brought mm-hmm. it up, you know, some names that are available who you would take a look at. But before we do get to that, this episode 
is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon-y churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. It's so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Go to Bill.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cow, high fiber, low carbs. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. A built bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they put off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so, and I'm, I'm watching the Heat and the Hawks game right now. I got like a P.J. Tucker, but... You know, it's like, how do you how do you get one of those guys? But for the point guard position, how do you see the Wizards attack in the point guard position? Um, Chris Miller from NBC Sports Washington, he put out four names. He put out um, that they that the Wizards could possibly target. You know, one he listed Dejounte Murray, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Um, who was the other guy? John Wall was on the list as yes, well, and Markel Fultz. Now, I don't know how attainable those four guys, but how do you see the Wizards acquiring a point guard this year in the offseason? And would you welcome a John Wall return? Oh, I would love John Wall back. But that's the homer in me, right? That's the homer. That's the – listen, I'm in right. media, so I love a good storyline, right? So, obviously, John Wall coming back home, like, that's going to make headlines. That's going to be a topic of conversation. That's going to have us – that's going to have them talking on ESPN and, and, and Fox and it's going to have them talking. And I just want to, I just want them to talk about us, right? Give, give us some, give them something to talk about. You're right. But he's not a pass first point guard. I don't think, I mean, what you think? I mean, I think maybe. Yeah, I, oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say maybe he's come into that. Yeah, I think he totally can be. I mean, when he was here, he was averaging you know, 10 assists a couple seasons. You know, you, he made great passes. To, he was setting up, you know, Trevor Ariza for wide open threes. He was setting up a porter for wide open threes. Bradley Bill was a great shooter next to John Wall. That's when Bradley Bill was known as a shooter. You know, when right. people were comparing him to Ray Allen. That's when John Wall was creating open shots for Bradley Bill or, you know, making lobs to Gortat and Nene and. Mm. other guys so yeah john could definitely come in and do that i think you know john is you know he's coming towards the latter last part of his career you know he's only played there was like a number where him and dirk nowitzki have played the same amount of games in like the last three years since dirk has retired which is just crazy it's insane (laughs) um the achilles injury and then the rockets sitting him out um for the whole season yeah. Um, but no, I think if, if they asked him to come in and be a pass first guy, I think he could do that. Yeah. Um, it's just the the you know, can he stay healthy for one? 
can he be a number two or number three instead of being the main guy that he was in D.C.? Those are the question marks. Um, and can he play defense? But I think he would be fine, you know, after he gets bought out. Um, you know, they would they could sign him for the mid-level exception, which is 10.5 mil instead of, you know, what he's getting paid now to $47 million per year. Yeah. Dare I say I wouldn't mind Russell Westbrook back? Now I think you're gonna <laughs> there's a yeah, a lot of people are gonna have something to say about that. Why? Um Russ well, Russ Russ ran it up with us the second half of the season when he was he here. He did. He we, did. We, we, we were talking about and you know, he's a triple double machine. So, you know, he's he can get those assists off. Mm-hmm. He brings the energy, the veteran leadership, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um he'll he'll keep us in the news. He'll keep us. He'll certainly keep us relevant, just because he's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I think Russ. If he's about the numbers, though. Yeah, if he's bought out, I think, and you know, he signs for a mid-level exception contract, ten and a half million dollars for one year. I think he could, and him and Brad, they played well. Brad had a career year. He was third team All NBA last year with Russ. They made that playoff push, and he certainly can pass the ball for something. Him and Porzingis, they would probably be a good duo, pick and roll, pick and pop. Getting Brad open. There I say, Russell Westbrook. Now that you see see how you talking it out, and you like, you know what? That don't sound that bad. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. It's an option. Yeah, it's just the way he played this past year with the Lakers was definitely a roller coaster ride. That was a bad fit for him, man. Yeah, it was. That was a bad fit. The Lakers were just a bad fit for him. You know, it was an experiment. You live and you learn. I just feel like. I, I don't – you don't scrap this year totally. Like, you can't scrap it from his career, of course. Um, but I just don't really count this year, man, like for Russ. I've seen him make folks around him better. When he played with Paul George that year, that was the year that Paul George was in the conversation for MVP. You just said that he had – that Brad had his best year behind – or next to him. Like, you know, this year, I get it. It was it was a bad year. It was a bad year for the entire Lakers organization, right? But mm-hmm. I just don't know if we should really hold this year against him when it comes to, like, possibly plugging him in here in D.C. for next season. Like, he's still Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I know you mentioned Michael, Malcolm Brogdon as well. Now, let me ask you, would that – we would have to give up some pieces for Michael – well, no, he's a free agent. He's under contract. So, oh, okay. that's also awesome. yeah. yeah, he's so under contract. We have to give up just, some pieces. Yeah, we would which would likely be like Kuz, KCP type pieces. You think? Kuz, KCP, possibly one of the young guys, Rui, Corey, or nah, Denny would have to be. We, one good. Of those we guys. good on Malcolm. We good. We don't. We good on Malcolm. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, again, I would love John Wall. Obviously, you know, that's just me loving the storylines. Um. Basketball, and I, I hate to see John go out like that. Um, I would love Russ back for those reasons as well. Um, who else was it? Did you say, you say uh, Dejounte Murray? Oh, I would love and, Dejounte Murray. Right, yeah, but I just don't see the Spurs get nah, trading him. Not enough. A young guy who just made a, his first All Star game. Yeah. Um, and then Mark he's easily going to be the face of their franchise. I don't. Right. It is already. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't see them trading him as well. Right. Yeah. Markel Fultz was on the list. Um, another guy that I see that could be attainable is Tyus Jones, who's on the Grizzlies right now. Um, mm. 
yeah, he's projected to make at least more than 10 million. So the Wizards would probably have to make a trade to get him as well. Um, Bobby Marks uh, from ESPN reported that he would, could possibly make $18 million. Same thing with Jalen Brunson from the Mavericks. He's Brunson's, having a really good yeah. playoff series. I would love to see if they could get Jalen Brunson, but he's <sighs> most likely not going to be available. I would love Jalen Brunson. Yeah, that would be a dream. So the Wizards are they're just in a tough spot. They yeah, really they are. are. They're in a tough spot. But speaking of the young guys, like you said, you would not trade Corey, Denny, or Rui. Which out of those three young guys has impressed you the most so far? And then how, what do you like that you've seen out of the three guys? You say Corey, Denny. Corey, Denny, and Rui. I love Denny. I love Denny. Um, I want Denny to get better on that defense. What was his defensive rating? Was it better than last year? This year, I don't better? have the numbers up in front okay. of me, but he did have the he had the highest defensive rating on the Wizards on the, on the team. roster. Yeah, I love his. I love how he's yeah. coming to that defense. Um, of his. Denny. Denny's my guy. I was a Denny guy when they drafted him, though, so I might be a little biased. <laughs> I might be being a little biased, but I like Denny, man. I like his game. Um, The upside is incredible. I like Corey, too. Good three-point shooter. You know what I'm saying? I love Corey. I think he'll get better. You know, these young guys really have a ton of potential, man. They really do have a ton of potential. I just wonder outside of Wes, um, you know, who on the team can maximize that or help them step into their own. Like, is it any player on the team that's pushing them to be or step into that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I found the numbers here. So he led the team in a number of defensive metrics, including defensive win shares in 0.0073 and defensive rating of 110.1. So he did improve in that area. He also cut down on his fouls this year. He did. Um, I do yeah. remember that. I d- definitely, fouls. definitely cut down. That's a great point. He definitely cut down on the fouls. Um, uh, I, I mean, I could, I could see him being talked about as like one of the elite defenders next season if he keep it up throughout the league. Mm. I, I yeah, definitely. Yeah, throughout the acts, throughout the clamps. Um, so. What do you think about Rui Hachimura, his future with the roster? And I know a lot of people compare him to him or Kyle Kuzma. Um, if you had to move forward with either one, Rui or Kuzma, who would you move forward with? Definitely Kuzma. Okay. Um, the experience. Um, I've seen I've seen Kuz take over a game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we've we've seen that. Um, I, I don't want anybody to downplay the how important it is to have some type of veteran leadership or championship like degree in the locker room. Like that matters. You know what I'm saying? And right now it's KCP and Kuz. Like you gotta, you know what I'm saying? It's not anybody else, right? I'm not missing anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta retain those, those kinds of pieces. I like Rui. I do. Um, But, but you ask between him and Kuz, man, and I'm rolling Kuz. I'm rolling Kuz. I'm rolling Kyle Kuz, man. I'm rolling cool. I love I love cools. I love cools with LA. I was crazy for real, for real, for trading for cools. You know what I'm saying? Like cools, they 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 was crazy to do that. He's he's a good shooter. He's a player that somebody like LeBron needed. Never should have never should have got rid of cools because that's the type of player LeBron is. He needs to have shooters, and he didn't have that. Um, yeah, I like cools. I like cools over Rui. 
Do you like Who's Overroy? I mean, it's a tough one for me. It um, is. I really like Rui a lot. I just, it's unfortunate that he did miss the first 40 games of the year. Yeah. Um, but Maybe you know, Rui kind of sticking out to me a bit. Yeah. And he, I think Rui can learn from Kuz. You know, Kuz had a 20 rebound game, he had a triple double. Um, how clutch Kuz is, like you said. Um, the Detroit game, the Cleveland game in the beginning of the year, many games where he came through in the clutch. He was our number one option for a majority of the year, especially when Brad went down. Um, yeah, just I, I feel like there's some things like that, that Rui can definitely learn from Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma started to get downhill and finish around the rim, too. Um, and the dunk on Joel Embiid. Like, Rui, you know, he'll dunk on people, too. Like, he dunked on Anthony Davis. He dunked on Isaiah Stewart a couple times. We just want to see Rui get meaner and more aggressive. And consistent. He, right, and consistent as well. Yes. All three of the young guys, honestly. Correct. Um, but I just feel like they – I feel like the Wizards front office, they want to move forward with Kuzma, Porzingis, and uh, Daniel Gafford as well, and just have like a tall trio of guys who are 6'10 or you know, 6'11. Brad has said in the press conferences as well. Um, so it was interesting. But what was your thoughts on the trade that Tommy Shepard made for – Chris Haps Porzingis, and then how how impressive has uh, was, was Chris Haps for the last couple of games of the year? Uh, KP did good. Um, you know, man. Look for real, for real. Tom, Tom, Tommy know how to move some pieces. Tommy know how to move some pieces. I know a lot of people might get on Tommy, but Tom, Tommy know how to move some pieces. Um, I, I really wish. You know, the thing that com- concerns me with KP is obviously the injuries. You know what I mean? He he can't stay healthy. He's a unicorn, man. Like for real, he really is a unicorn, man. Like he his game is crazy. But when he plays, you know what I'm saying? So um I wasn't for the move when when it was made. It was actually I was 30,000 feet in the air when we traded for when we traded for KP, I was on my way out. Was I on my way out to LA? I think I was on my way out. Was that around the Super Bowl when that trade happened? It was in February. I think it was after the Super Bowl. It was after, so I must have been on my way back because I was definitely in the air when it happened. Um, and, you know, it wasn't something I was hop- hopping in, up and down out of my seat for, you know what I'm saying, because of him being injury, injury prone. It's simply because of the end. if he can stay healthy, um, he definitely can bring – a ton of value to the team. Like he's again, he's Christoph Porzingis. We're not gonna act like when healthy, he's not one of the best scorers. Um, good passing, he can stretch the floor. You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, I wish we could have made a bigger splash <laughs> I, I, with somebody. That I feel like don't don't be mad at me for this, but I feel like these Washington teams. Your commanders, these wizards, you know, they go in on they go on in on these guys that are kind of like like past their prime, whether it be because of injury, whether it be because simply because of their age. I kind of that's kind of the feel I got when we when we got KP. But I mean, um, you know, he, he played well the last couple of games. Maybe yeah. he'll play because I think by the time he came. We, Brad was out for the year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Brad was done for the year. Maybe, maybe this. Maybe he. Maybe I'm completely like. Maybe I'm in and out of my seat next year when everybody's healthy. You right. know what I mean? And him and him and Brad are playing together. Maybe this time we go fifteen and three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hopefully, yeah, we finish. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. So I, I have to see, and I have to, I have to be convinced that he can stay healthy. That's the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's the one thing about Porzingis. You know, he, he's only twenty six, so he's really he's still he's younger than Bradley Bill. He's younger than Kyle he's Kuzma in the prime. Yeah, yeah, but the injuries make it feel like yeah. that he's not. That is true. Yeah, it's so and he's he's been in the league for you know he's with the Knicks for a couple of years, Dallas a couple of years, so it feels like yeah. Like he's been here forever. Yeah, it feels like he's been here forever. I wouldn't have known that he was uh, younger than Bradley Bill unless you just told me. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would have thought maybe he had like a year or two on Brad. You know, he just feel like he's been around forever, um, but hasn't been around enough, if that makes sense. Because he's he's always injured, man. That sucks. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he's he's missed a lot of time. Uh, when you're seven three, when guys are so tall, it's just there's there. They're vulnerable to get hurt, um, so he's just got to stay. But I thought he played really well, like the last couple games of the year, the Lakers game where we won. He put up twenty six. The Dallas revenge game, I thought he played really well. Um, he put up a couple of games. So he had one thirty point game. I thought he was very impressive. I'm excited to see him play next year with Brad. You know, they they can have a nice duo if they can get a solid point guard in. I think they can play him, Kuzma, and Porzingis. They can be a solid three, not a big three, but a solid three. So my last question before we wrap up. Wait a minute. We... Before you ask me that, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said the point guard. You plug a point guard in, you think they could be solid. Like like a John Wall point guard? Like what you think? Like could, could we play? I mean, how how crazy would it be if it was like like John Wall? Do you think he would work? I do think John could work. I think he because you wouldn't have to trade anybody. That's the best thing about it. With Brogdon or Murray or Markel Fultz. Or mm-hmm. Tyus Jones or other guys um, that could possibly be available. You have to trade pieces. You have to trade a possibly a first round pick. You might have to give up Rui or some other guys. Um, John could come in. I think he could fill in a role and he could bring in some of that dog mentality. They need a guy who is an alpha dog, who's more of a leader, um, who can be a mean guy as well. And him and Brad, they they play well together. Now they're ceiling. We've seen at best they got to the second round, so I'm not expecting them to make a playoff push or anything like that. But I think they can be a a good offense functioning team where, you know, him and Gafford could have a nice duo threat, you know, throwing lobs to Gafford and they could push the pace too. I think they need to run a little bit more than what they did last year. This slow pace that West mm. had them on. I think they do need to push the pace. And with John Wall, you're you're obviously you gonna push, push the pace. Just, exactly. You know, even though he's had some injuries, he's still faster than majority of the point guards in the league. He's still probably a top five fastest point guard in the league so he's going to push the pace he's going to get open shots for brad the temperature on the court he knows where brad likes the spots as well so i think that should work out too but i think john john would be a good fit i really wouldn't be mad at it especially if you're not paying john a super max deal if you're only paying him ten and a half million dollars then i think that's a really good deal for the wizards and you have john and tomas sadaransky off the bench um you have bradley bill and kuz brzingis at the five yeah. And I guess if they keep KCP, KCP would be at the three. Yeah. I think that's a solid team. It's not a it's not a a big playoff team, but I think they would be I think they would do more than the plan. I think they would make the playoffs as like an eighth or a seventh. Right. I'm about to say I think I think they make the playoffs. They, I think they make the playoffs. because they're playing play possibility, you know. So playing give you hope, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I think that they would 
Man, see, this, see, this is this is the problem right here. I have these kinds of conversations. You get me all excited, and next thing you know, I'm saying we win in 50 games next year if any of these kind of moves happen. See, this is the thing. This is this is. The, I see what y'all be doing, man. This is get me all hype, and I'm like, don't don't let John Wall come back because I'm calling 60 games. Okay, I'm calling 60 <laughs> if they get John Wall back, and then I'm gonna be upset at the end of the year. <laughs> Sitting at nah, 42 yeah. wins. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't bet any 60 wins. I would bet. Oh, I think the betting line was still. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a girl can wish, man. A girl can wish. <laughs> right. Yeah, it would be fun. I would get fans back in the seats and, you know, we'll see if he does the Dougie or anything like that. But, yeah. um, yeah, last question before we wrap up. What, what gives you the Wizards the most? What gives you hope or excitement that the Wizards can be, a, have a bright future? Is it, you know, the lottery that you think they Definitely. could do well in the lottery? Or what, what gives you um, optimism about their future? Is it Bradley Bill coming back? Or what will what, give you optimism about the Wizards? I'm going to look Wizards at something future. really quick. Uh, what, did we, what did we finish? Uh, we finished 10th in the East. I mean, 10th in the NBA. Um, the lottery, as you mentioned. Yeah. 10th, 10th worst. 10th worst record. So 10th, so 10th best lottery odds. Okay, okay got it. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm a Duke girl, so I'm just sitting here thinking of what kind oh, of <laughs> what Duke guy could fall to us. <laughs> you probably like the Yankees. And... No, 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 no. I don't actually. I'm a Nats girl. I like the Nats. I like the Nationals. Um, I know that it wasn't his best year, but. And what's I trust, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, the Nuggets didn't happen overnight, you know, with him. He was with the Nuggets, right? Yeah, he was a coach. Yeah, help turn that around. Um, And, like, you know, Ernie and Tommy talked about, like, they those players bragged on him. So that's one, that's one of the things that I'm most excited about is the coaching. I know that the coaching, when all else fails, I, I can – I know that the coaching won't be like horrible. Again, he has got to get them better defensively. You can't drop off in deficient in defense following behind Scott Brooks. Like that's just that wasn't a good look. Um <laughs> but um you know, having Randy Whitman and then Scott Brooks, I'm I I'm I'm excited for Wes. I'm excited for Wes and I feel like um if they draft well grab some pieces. I feel like he'll be able to coach that, man. You know what I'm saying? And speak life into the players. You know what I'm saying? Create some type of brotherhood between them. Be the lead guy for that. I like Wes, man. I'm really really into coaching when it comes to the Wizards, man, because it's it's been such a glaring spot in, in certain games and stuff, you know, in years past with rotations and uh, effort on certain sides of the ball. And you know what I mean? So it's the coaching for me. Brad going to be Brad. I'm always excited for Brad. You know what I mean? Um, I'm interested in seeing who they grab at point guard. Um, the coaching, the draft, like you mentioned, um, what a lottery. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, and I'll be it. I'll be at the draft in New York for that. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to see front and center 
what what these wizards gonna do? So I mean, who they gonna grab? I'm I'm hoping that some way somehow there's some type of Duke guy. <laughs> Why are you yeah. so upset about that? Yeah, I'm a Maryland fan, so okay. all right. The old rivalry from the ACC, you I know, I just don't like Duke at all. But no, the players are really good. Paolo is yeah. really good. I would yeah. love. I'd be a happy guy if we got Paolo. AJ Griffin is good too. I think um, he might go number one. Who Paolo? Um, I don't think he'll go number one. I think he'll really? be at least top. He'll be at least he's, he's top three for sure. I think it's going to be number one is probably going to be Jabari or um, Chet Holgram. Yeah. And then um, I think Jaden Ivey is the best out of the group out of yeah. everybody. Um, but I think Paolo would probably go third or fourth. I want to okay. if the, I think he'll go. I think the Pistons would like to get Paolo. Um, so I, I think Paolo is going third. There, no later than fourth, of course, but I don't see him. I think Jabari Smith is, is the consensus number one pick. Jabari Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. um I think I think Palo will do good in um Houston. I can see him work with Houston. With Jalen. Yeah, I can see him working out there. I can see yeah, him working out there for good. sure. But if any of them can drop to us, that would be amazing. Yeah. The Wizards <laughs> they just have to yeah, they have to get lucky. They have to get into the top five or top four. Oh man. I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, so I mean, it's a couple of different spots, bright spots that I'm looking forward to. But I'm um, really interested in seeing what Wes is going to do going forward. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm excited to see what Wes can do. I mean, I know he's worked his way up. He was with the Wizards when they had Gilbert and mm-hmm. Caron and Anton, and he's worked his way up. He was, you know, a defensive minded coach or assistant with the Nuggets, helped them upset the Clippers in the bubble. So, um, but he's definitely got his work cut out for him. And it's not just him. It's on the roster too. You know, he's, sometimes the players are only good as your roster and the Wizards do, they, they do need to upgrade and, and make some moves to get some guys in here. So, but Ashley, I just want to thank you guys. I think I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, and, uh, if you want to plug your Twitter or anything, um, just tell sure. the people what you got coming up. Absolutely. So um, Ashley Baker underscore 21 is where you can follow me on Facebook, on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Facebook is Ashley Baker. Um, I do tons of Twitter spaces. I am like the Twitter space queen in these Twitter streets. Right. You got to You got to ask about me. Um, and um, I'm keyed in, really keyed in on basketball right now, really keyed in on these playoffs. When it comes to these spaces, a lot of the times it's just the reaction from the games um, for the night. Um, outside of that, of course I do, you know, uh, I cover the NFL, um, as well. So yeah, man, I am, I am available. I do have my podcast and I'm going to be relaunching soon called about nothing but sports. And you can find that on, um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts is where you'd be able to find mine. So yes. Yep. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Thank you again, Ashley. Everybody have a good one. And hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.